yo, welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters, and this is episode number 100. Pretty excited about that. Really excited, actually. Started this podcast in late 2016. Uh, first episode was released in early 2017, early January 2017. And episode number one was Mother Road Brewing Company. So just made sense to make Mother Road number 100 as well. I haven't been up there since they added the new brewery on Butler. So what better opportunity to, to do that than to uh, get them on episode number 100. But before we jump into that, I want to send some shout outs. Number one shout out, the biggest shout out of them all, my wife, Jackie Walters. She's the best. I mean, honestly, people ask her all the time, like, how did Eric convince you to quit his job so he can pursue a career in drinking beer? She said he's really good at it. So, Jackie, thank you very much for being the best. Uh, my kids, Callie and Cora, super cool girls. Callie even did a book at school recently that um, said my dad does a beer podcast called Tap That AZ. And uh, she does her Zs backwards. So, um, yeah, so that looked a little questionable and had a conversation with her teacher. But uh, uh, they support me. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to Chris Dotson, my man, Chris, sound engineer extraordinaire. Makes me sound less dumb. Um, at least the sound quality of my dumbness is, is much better. And uh, Foyuka for letting me use their music on these episodes. Love you guys. And my Patreon supporters, Jim Flager, Marcus Pina, and Chris Odom. You guys rock. Love you guys. Everybody, there's a huge list of people that I want to thank. You know who you are. Thank you so much. Everybody is, I love this beer community. So be sure to follow Tap That AZ Podcast on Instagram as well as Facebook for today's episode post to see how you could win a $25 gift card to Mother Road Brewing Company. We're going to be giving out eight of those. So your chances of winning are pretty good. So check out the post on Facebook or Instagram. So let's get into it. Let's tap into Mother Road Brewing Company. All right, so here we are, episode number 100. It's kind of a big deal. I wish yeah. there could be a video camera to see all of our faces. You guys are Cheers to that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's crazy that you guys were pretty much two years ago. I don't even remember the, the date. I wish I remembered what the date was. It was. I bet we could find it on Instagram. We probably could. Yeah. It's November. Yeah. Or, or the great and powerful Google will tell us where we were then. <laughs> Google Earth to that particular, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it could track us down. So, well, I'm here with a wonderful group of people. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Alyssa Marquis, co-founder of Mother Road Brewing. Michael Marquis, co-founder of Mother Road Brewing. Francis Levy, head brewer of the Mother Road downtown facility. Nice. Oliver Adams, operations manager at Mother Road Brewing Company. Oh, he's got a voice. I wish you guys had headphones like me because you mm. can hear his voice for radio. Oh, uh-oh. radio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, guys, thanks for, for being episode 100 for me. Absolutely. You're so welcome. It's, Glad uh, to have you here. It's hard to believe it's been 100 episodes. I know, right? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like, it seemed like it was like two months ago. Just about, yeah. Two Just hanging ago. out on the patio, drinking yeah. some beer, people coming up behind us. It was yeah, pretty fun. It was. It was pretty cool because the whole point of, not the whole point, but one of the things I really wanted to focus on with this podcast was... Uh, you guys in your environment, right? So us being on that patio and everybody, you're like, hey, I'm sorry, but people are going to probably talk to us. I'm like, no, let them, let's do that. Yeah. So people, I think that started off great because people would listen to the show and they're like, dude, that was great. Like that you had that stuff going on in the background. So such a classic brewery patio situation happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we're lucky probably that uh, we didn't have any uh, dogs come up and try to get a leg or something. It's, I think uh, there was a couple, actually. You it, just let them go with it, though. Yeah. I think. It's, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a friendly <laughs> pa- place on the patio. Yeah. Yeah, it is, actually. Yeah. It, well, so a lot has changed in two years for, for me, for you guys. So, so much that we're in a new place. I've never been here. And I, don't, I haven't seen you guys since that episode, I don't think. Right. Yeah, we've been a little preoccupied up know, here. They yeah. don't let us out much anymore. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, time flies when you're expanding your brewery. 
right? As the old saying goes, right? I, yeah. <laughs> well, it was, this one was, uh, this was a lot of time on this just because uh, working with the city of Flagstaff, uh, it took a long time, conditional use permits. Uh, it took us nine months to get the plans. The actual construction took four months, but it was nine months to get licensed up. And just finding a place up in Flagstaff is much different than finding a brewery spot in uh, down down south in Phoenix or Tucson. Uh, just because it's, we just don't have the properties up here. So it took a while, but yeah. uh, here we are, shiny, happy, and full of tanks. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, and to be clear, we're sitting in the Butler yes. uh, oh, Mother yeah, Road yeah. location. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Which yeah. <laughs> has a much larger capacity for brewing beer than the downtown location. A little bit, right? A <laughs> couple feet. Well, let's see. We, we managed, I, I <laughs> think our, our, our record was 4,500 uh, barrels out of that little itty-bitty brewery downtown. And I'm really proud of the crew for that. That was amazing work to pull that off. Uh, and this year, even opening in April, we'll probably hit just shy of 10,000 barrels uh, between the two breweries this year, which is nice. really exciting and a, and a credit to our team. Yeah. It's also allowed our downtown location to become an experimental brewery, a place where Francis can really work to work on different flavors and twist his mustache. You should start just like peer at people through a window and just twist. I don't know. Mustache. I think I think Nathan has a corner on the uh, twirling yeah. mustaches yeah, and Flagstaff. Sure. Oh, that's true. That is true. I'm actually doing an episode with him tomorrow. Oh well, yeah. there you go. Make sure that you 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 really absorb his fantastic mustache. He's been working on it for a while, right? He has. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get up close. I'm not even gonna tell him I'm gonna do it, but I'm just gonna be like. Take pictures like super close. Can we get a quote from your mustache, sir? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm clean shaven. I don't know why they even let me in this brewery anymore. That's true. That is true. Well, you are too, Oliver. That's not much of a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally down with being clean shaven. Yeah. I yeah. definitely keep this as a yeah, regular yeah. look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when did you guys start the planning for – because I can't remember if when we did our episode, it was kind of in the forefront of your – Boy, if it was, if that was two years ago, sixteen. So November of of sixteen, we had just signed the lease on this place, and we're just getting the uh, preliminary drawings with the architect. So it's it was a glimmer in our eye. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think it was easier. Well, no, I'm not going to speak for you, but uh, children were certainly quicker to make than uh, breweries. I'm probably blushing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me turn up the microphone so we can hear the blushing. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> it no. was easier, probably cheaper. I mean, every, right? The, the oh, yeah. Midwives are way cheaper than uh, construction guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So, what? <laughs> Alyssa has no idea what to say to that. Yeah. Sorry, sorry okay. Les. <laughs> yeah. So, so. What changes have I mean? What what have been the challenges of expanding? Right? Because oh I th- heard you guys talking while I was setting things up. You were talking about a home brewer, right? Saying, "Well, why don't you just do this?" We're like, well, yeah, the transition from five gallons to whatever is not that easy, right? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I think logistically moving some of the tanks was a challenge uh, on our end, on the production end. Um, I think moving them out of that building and into this building. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I think for you guys, though, logistically, just keeping up with brewing while expanding was an uh, extreme really. logistical feat. Yeah, our team really tried not to miss a beat during the transition, which was an interesting feat. And <laughs> everybody oh. was working long hours and, and just busting their butts to get beer out the door while trying to move tanks as well so yeah yeah it was fun while while managing stress levels and you know what i thought of in, that happened in the last two years while we were doing this expansion too we even had a um, brief time period of helton brewing contact brewing a certain portion of our beer because That's of trying right. to keep up with production keep the expansion going uh, being at absolute max capacity at downtown that was crazy yeah yeah brian had a uh He's a very patient man uh, to bring us on. It was it was really fun because we ended up buying a couple of tanks and installing them in his brewery. Uh, we brought uh, bought three thirty barrel vessels, and it was just a great working partnership. And I think that was one of the coolest things about Arizona Beer. Is here's Brian, who's a colleague, a competitor, but also someone that 
kept us rolling during a very tough uh, year period where we were just everything we could brew, we brewed out of that facility and we couldn't get a drop more. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Oh, well, I love Brian Helton. Cheers, Brian. Yeah. Yes. Um, you need to send us a keg of your New England very soon. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. I'll publish that part tomorrow. That yeah. way can, we can get that up there quick. Well, what a guy, too, to, to take over the brewing, right? It's it's your baby, right? So you're not just going to let your kids, all right, oh, yeah, this was some guy I met at the bus stop. I'm going to have him babysit the kids, right? Well, he you may know, be that kind of guy, he, but he's really good with the beer. So. That's what matters, right? Right? Yeah. No, when the and, baby is a beer. He and yeah. Campbell worked very uh, closely together. Campbell's our director of brewing operations, and uh, really, they collaborated well. Uh, spreadsheets uh, shared across Google Docs. Really getting the brew schedules together that worked for him, worked for us. Um, not easy to do remotely, but uh, really well worth it in the end. Uh, their team did a great job. And I would say we were hard-pressed on some of the tasting days, even knowing which was brewed here, which was brewed there. And they were, they were pretty darn close. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's, a, he's a technician, for sure. He, yes. Yeah, yeah. There's other words for that, but not, not suitable for radio, right? Or podcasts. <laughs> That's right. It's all right. We get along with that sort yeah. of mother road. Where's your road? bleeping we're button? Picky, too. <laughs> yes. So challenges as far as like that was i mean obviously that's the first challenge right of, of keeping that going and now that you got and how long have you been in this facility like how how long have things been so rolling we opened the tap room february 2nd groundhog day uh the okay. city was kind enough to give us a conditional uh i guess it was a conditional use of the place for a bit uh while we were putting in the boiler and some of the other equipment so we didn't start brewing until the end of march and then had yeah. our first sellable beer in april after we Slowly work the kinks out of everything. You know, new equipment. You never know what you're yeah. doing until you get it all here and assembled. And yeah. then it's... Well, and then we've gradually been moving flavors over here to brewing. Because you've been brewing, what, Kolsch and Lost Highway over at downtown, Francis. Yeah, Tower Station was the first beer to transition over to the new facility. Okay. Obviously, with the popularity of that product, we had to make sure we were putting out enough to sustain uh, the market. And so at the downtown facility, I was maintaining stocks of Kolsch lost highway. Um, and then we have been transitioning those over, uh, to this facility the last couple months. So I think as of last week, I know you're so sad, aren't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the last uh, main production beer at uh, downtown was, was complete last week and canned. And uh, it's really cool now knowing that Francis now has kind of open reign to really stock the two tap rooms with a variety of beers, but also start experimenting processes and flavors uh, that we, we haven't been able to do in the last couple of years because we haven't had the capacity to. So yeah. it, it's kind of going to be fun, I think, for the team to uh, stretch their brewing muscles again and try some new recipes. Yeah, go through the backlog of ideas, right? Yeah, that's quite extensive. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you start, right? Or do you, yeah. We'll figure it out as yeah. we go. <laughs> so kind of backtrack a little bit. So you've been with uh, Mother Roads for, you said, five years, right? Almost five years. Okay. Gotcha. And it's... Horrible people to work for. I mean, you know, the worst, the worst. No, uh, Michael and Alyssa are amazing bosses to have, amazing friends to have. Um, really, have always welcomed all our staff uh, with open arms and allowed me to do. You know, coming from a humble homebrewing background, allowed me to do more than I ever imagined I would be able to do in the homebrewing industry or yeah. in the uh, professional brewing industry. So. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. He's, he's the only one that wore a very colorful tie. Oh, we're not going to his interview. What did he really? He he, he did <laughs> purple shirt. Uh, yeah, purple but tie. he looked good. I mean, it's not like it was. I looked, I looked great. He just dressed up to go be in an interview. All the brewers were making fun of me when I came in for my keg cleaning job. Also in, true. Uh, in yeah. a purple shirt and yep. purple tie. Because basically so. uh, it was a what we would now call a brewer one here in our yeah. modern parlance. But it was like a, a brewer's assistant, washing kegs and doing go some CIPs yeah. and, and things. And uh, I here, feel like Francis and I are still on the same page like this. It doesn't matter. You still should like you gotta, look you decent look, when you go you in for an look, interview. You got to look good when you go for an interview. Yeah. That's true. That is very true. It doesn't true. matter what position you're going for. 
I like it. I would have hired him too, man. Yeah, why not? I would have done anything to get my foot in the door. Yeah, uh, especially with Mother Oats. So. In here, so were they? You strategically were like, that's where I want to go. You know, I had a couple of resumes out around in the industry. Put him on the spot a little bit. Um, but I knew kind of the direction I wanted to go, and I, I felt like Mother Oats was going in that same direction. So yeah. And, well, yeah. from the beginning, you guys have been all about like the family aspect of it with your, with your employees, with your team. Um, you showed me the, there's about to be number seven on the wall in Correct. there, right? Yeah. We just had our anniversary yeah. photo, our annual portrait. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. growing. The family's uh, growing. Last year was about <laughs> 17. I think this year we had 30 some in it. 38? No. Could it be that much? No, we, 30... have, we have 34 official people Okay, on but... payroll, but. That was, it was a big a picture. It was yeah. a lot in the picture. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, Francis is pulling it up there. Yeah, I've got to count them all. I've got a good I'll photo count. of it. Yeah, <laughs> no. Oh, I'm not <laughs> counting. Uh, 34. Yeah, I don't know. The photo itself did have closer to 38 or 40 because we have uh, members from our board of directors who are in there. We oh, gotcha. People who work with us on a consulting basis or definitely part of the team so it extends a bit larger and, and how long have you been with the with mother road oliver so i started at mother road as an intern almost a year ago uh i believe as close to a year as possible to date i saw michael on uh I think this was been, on I Route think it's 66. Been, it's been two years ago. Two years only is a compl- Yeah, it couldn't only be a year. No, yeah. no I, I misspoke there. Two years ago. You started as an intern. Okay. I, mean, I no, saw, Oliver's been here longer. No, no. I bugged Michael for an internship two <laughs> years ago, and then and I know, started I in January. I get the damn kid to make me a cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of intern? You failed internship. <laughs> I, I'm probably one of the first to make the cups of coffee because <laughs> I need it in the morning. So is Leah. She's really, she's really great at that. Yeah. Um, so I started as an intern in January, and after convincing Michael after many emails yeah. uh, for an internship, and then I started full-time in June, so June 1st okay. of 2017. Of course, this is after he said, no, nah, we'll, we'll create the position, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go work somewhere else and learn something else. And wow. then, he, then he comes back a couple weeks later to a listen, and I says, I'm kind of an idiot. I think I really do want to finish everything I started on my internship. <laughs> and he's been uh, crushing away on the uh, basically the culture, people, uh, and hospitality ever since. What, do you, what does that mean? Like, what, So explain that a little bit. So to give you a little insight to what the internship was, um, Michael and Alyssa approached me with, with an idea. Um, Mother Road is about to go through a very very broad change. We're going to expand. We're thinking about a second brewery. We need to think there are a lot of companies that when they grow rapidly, they don't have the same vibe. How do we keep what we have? How do we keep culture the same one that we started with at the time? It was five years ago, now going on seven. And I spent the entire semester interviewing people, reading books, articles, listening to a lot of podcasts <laughs> on, on organizational culture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe this might have been before your, your first podcast. Uh, yeah, if it was, yeah, if it was over yeah, two years ago, then yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, so I couldn't have listened to yours just yet. But no. I, I, I came up with a plan and I proposed it to, to Michael and Alyssa. And since then, we've taken a lot of really deliberate steps uh, to our culture, we had to reassess what our values were, looked over the last five years, what were the lessons learned, what did we like, what did we uh, not like, reassess the mission, and since then have pushed that into every aspect of what we do here at Mother Road, from recruiting to the interview questions themselves to onboarding, and then uh, finally development. Okay. See, Michael warned you about me rambling about, about culture. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Turn this it's good stuff. Signal. Signal. <laughs> uh, no. no, but that's great, though. That's a good, I mean, first of all, for you guys to understand that, right? Because some people just think, let's just grow. Let's just, the company will keep up or not even think about it, right, as, as a byproduct of, of doing that, right? So for you guys to have that insight to say, hey, this is something we need to, first of all, that you care about it, right? Because some companies are like, we just want to grow. 
right? We want to grow, but for you guys to maintain that. People have been the heart of this company since day one, whether it was Sharon in the tap room, uh, both harassing and serving guests at the same time, uh, whether it was Francis uh, starting as, as a keg washer and moving his way up to Brewer and now head Brewer uh, at our experimental facility. That's what has made this company so strong is having that diversity and people coming with ideas. You know, even the mission and values when we redid them about a year ago, that was very heavily influenced by the staff. It wasn't Alyssa and I and Oliver yelling, Yahoo, this is what it's going to be. It was a back and forth, and we actually ended up uh, changing. One of our word choices ended up being curiosity uh, because our brew team was so excited about continual improvement and keeping asking the right questions. And that was huge for us to, as a group, come together and realize that that was one of the most important things to the team and to support that now. Yeah, Yeah, it was kind of an intense process, but it was good. We growth is definitely very motivating to us. And there also came a point where we were like, yeah. And what company do we want to be part of though? Hmm. And so it, it, it just meaning what, what do you mean? What company? do we want? Well, because as you start growing, um, some of it does happen without thinking about it. You know what I mean? You, you yeah. just, it's, you start getting bigger and all of a sudden you have those moments where you realize, wait a minute, this isn't all under my tidy little control. And as that start, started happening for us where it was like, wow, there's a lot more people involved here. Wait, so this isn't going to stay the petite little few people that we can just talk to over one lunch and all be on the same page. Uh, So, you know, then we started asking, how can that expand if we're not all, I mean, with 34, 38 people or whatever. Yeah. You can't just say one sentence to that room of people and have everybody understand it just exactly the same. It takes a little bit more to continue the feeling that you um, enjoy. So I guess that's what I mean. It's like we were building a company that we enjoyed being part of. How could we continue building that and continue the growth? Right, right. And I think the hard part for us is as founders and, you know, Francis being one of our longest term employees, there's a difference between it being three to five of us at the beginning. And now it's so big and, and I know 34 is still a pretty small brewing company, uh, but what it makes it allow us to do is that Alyssa and I don't have to be here all the time because we can't, not yeah. with three kids and, yeah. and busy lives. So by setting up the culture and the expectations of what everyone knew to be fact when there were five of us, now you're setting that culture up so everyone at 30 understands the same thing. And that's, that's been a tough job, but I think, I think the crew has really kind of come on board with that. It always amazes me the fact that when I started almost five years ago, we had three uh, brew house employees and now we have 13. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's just in those five years, the amount of growth and, and uh, that we've had is, is phenomenal. And because of the leadership that we have in the, in the company, the communication's great uh, amongst both facilities, um, we butt heads every once in a while, but in a mm. good way, probably yeah. right. Like that, that camaraderie. <laughs> it's always, yeah, it's like butting heads towards our final goal. <laughs> like so, siblings, right? Yeah, it's like a sibling uh, kind of. It's yeah, great, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, yeah. We we can pull off dysfunctional family with the best of them when oh. it comes down to, especially if it comes down to finer points of recipe, and we all uh, are trying to tweak, and it it's so much fun. Those are some of the, our best tasting panels i think yeah yeah <laughs> well i think francis cool. is uh just <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that best yeah. in quotes I, I think he was just mouthing jackass to me yeah. but i'm not sure <laughs> he covered yeah, up his microphone like, ah. yeah i'll wait till i get home to do that right? <laughs> yeah. hey nicole let us know <laughs> well i thought it was cool walking into this place and you gave me the tour mike and uh first of all you have the i call it the convert Conversatory, the conversatory, conversatory. Yes, yeah. It's where people go to talk and converse. Yeah, where's a? It's a. It's like a little meeting room. That's yeah. great. Like I, I think in your in the old place, was there anywhere besides at the bar for people to meet? No, no. no. And yeah. so what we do is we give this uh, room out free of charge to uh, any nonprofit or any group that wants to come in and use it. So we're hosting meetings for everyone from literacy volunteers uh, to uh, gore. I mean, they're they're just have meetings in there and that's kind of fun because it gets people exposed to the new facility uh and then you know 
who doesn't like a meeting with beer? I know. I mean, I, come on. The, yeah, that's the best the best kind of meeting, honestly. But then you took me back. You're like, I have an office. Like, So I saw there was an office. You guys have a printer. Like, I'm like, damn, these guys are getting big, right? We <laughs> have a printer. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least Michael's not up in his little... Uh, there was Hobbit the loft, right? Loft there was that, that loft. He yes. used to work from. I, I so. don't. I don't have to climb a ladder to go to work anymore. <laughs> There's That's even right. an employee microwave. I mean, I don't want to blow you away, uh, but like what? you can get things out of the refrigerator and even warm them up later. I might actually go to the Circle K, get something, right? just so I can bring right. it back and get, microwave it. I know. Get, get, a, get a burrito or something. <laughs> Very fancy. You know? No, yeah. actually, tomorrow's burrito day. Uh, Carol, our office manager, is bringing burritos in for everyone tomorrow. Uh, so, Carol, I remember Car- Carol's been with you for a long She's time, been, right? For a long time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So what um, what goes on here? Like, do you guys do any – because I, I, first of all, I love the way – what you guys did with the downtown location. Like, just kind of expanded that patio, put the, the lighting and stuff, and I just just love the way that that has evolved. The, you, haven't, you haven't seen the amount of space that we have now no. after we moved all the tanks. Oh, I and- have. When did you guys do that? Well, last Friday was the last uh, of the tanks. The last yeah. few tanks came yeah. out, and well, we installed a new uh, small, small, <laughs> uh, fifteen barrel fermenter in there for okay. more, more uh, one off stuff. So, so there's more room in the taproom area now. Yeah, there is, and we're we're getting ready to do a little bit of light renovations uh, prior to the anniversary in November, okay. and then uh, we'll do some major renovations in the. Probably late winter, early spring. Okay. Uh, we've got to work through the, with the city and get all the permits in order. But um, that little brewery has been used really hard for seven years, yeah. and uh, it's it's do a little love again now that the <laughs> tanks are out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's pl- so you said anniversary coming up, right? Mm-hmm. I think by the time this episode comes out, the anniversary party will have already yeah. occurred. But what what's the plan for that? For people to listen and say that I wish I was there. Uh, well, if, we, if you really <laughs> want to know, uh, the best part is actually the potluck. Uh, we have done this traditional. We were so broke in those early years that we'd do the potluck yeah. uh, because we couldn't afford a caterer. Yeah. It became tradition every anniversary. And uh, some of our uh, guests have brought churro lamb from the reservation. We've had things like Kentucky Fried Chicken. We've had Ooh. all sorts of wonderful food. Across the spectrum, across the scale of cooks, yeah. but no one leaves hungry after that night. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see, it's Andy C. and his swinging jamboree will be playing, and then uh, the Mother Road Trio. So it's going to be a hopping night. Nice. Sorry, guys, that you missed it, but um, <laughs> we will have the 750, 750 milliliter bottles of Anniversary Ale for sale. 750 times 750. Yes. Exactly. 750, 750 times milliliter. 750 <laughs> yeah, let's, lots of 750s, but um, each one of those hand-filled, hand-signed, hand-dipped. You're really hoping that you know our hands are clean because it's right. very hand-processed. A lot of hands in the pot. Very, you're up in there, hand, yeah. very yeah. handsy sort of beer. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Francis, why don't you tell them what the beer is? Uh, this year we did, I guess what you could call an imperial porter. Okay. Uh, 10.6% alcohol. Uh, a lot of chocolate toffee notes, hints of um, floral spice from some, the hops. Some cherry aroma. A little, little, nice, bit. Yeah, some nice a little cherry on in it. There, yeah. um, should be really good uh, from what I'm tasting. Uncarbonated, it's more crushable than it should be. <laughs> the, 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 the body's a little lighter than it probably ought to be for that amount of alcohol yeah. it goes down really smoothly i think it's going to be a dangerous night yeah <laughs> um but we'll have that on draft in the tap rooms and then okay. uh selected accounts uh hensley will have a, a some torpedoes out in the market nice uh, after the 17th so okay ask your ask your favorite uh local beer spot for anniversary ale there you go yeah. jump on Perfect. it quick because i'm sure they'll get picked up pretty fast yeah we yeah. only we only send out 20 torpedoes and um, the rest are up here in the tap room we're looking forward to the bottles of course every year yep. so yep. Uh, and then this year we actually brewed more anniversary than we ever have uh at least since i've been there um we did 45 barrels this year 30 of which are going out for draft and uh, uh our our bottles 
Uh, and then 15 are going to be aged in some Colorado whiskey barrels. Ooh. Uh, wow. And hopefully we'll be able to launch that for Strong Beer Festival um, in the tap room. And then also for probably for some special events during Arizona Beer Week. Nice. Um, maybe bottle a few. We, we might just, we might maybe, just have know. a very, very limited release of those bottles. 10 or 15 cases, I would say, maybe. One for a special those. Arizona Craft Beer podcast. Oh, for instance, just just saying if there's one out there, I'll tell you Um, if I find one. So, yeah, we're, you know, we always get really excited around anniversary time. It's a big event for us. It's a big event for our patrons and, uh, you know, just another milestone. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to believe it's been seven years. Yeah. Pretty smooth road, though, the whole time, right? Uh, <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally smooth. Nothing yeah. nothing to see here. Please move <laughs> right, along. Right. How many beers have you had? Uh, you know what? I got an Uber, so I'm good. Uh, yeah. I, I actually, about, as, about as smooth as the uh, roads in Tucson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. I, I think the funniest thing is uh, we did, uh, when we poured the slab in July of 16, no, July of 11. It was July of 11. We... We got each of our head brewers' uh, handprints and, and uh, their families. And then Alyssa and I and our three kids did little handprints in the concrete. Yeah. You can still see them at the original brewery uh, by the Mashtun. We recreated that over here. And I think what was so shocking was to look at the picture of us doing the handprints then where Azalea, our youngest, was like a baby. Yeah, she's a baby. And now here she is zipping around a big second grader. And it's like, <sighs> wow, time has flown. Yeah. And all those all those handprints are pretty much circle the patio outside here. At yeah, the, so we at had a we had a fun facility, day where so. all the employees and investors uh, could come over and place their hand in the patio slab here at Butler. Yeah, and so that was kind of a fun way to celebrate the construction. Yeah, absolutely. Is yours over there, Oliver? It is. It's right. You can actually <laughs> see it out the window. Right, right, right there. there. In the mid- yeah. Right there. You saw it, yeah. right? There. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Oh, yeah. That was, yep, right there. I got a picture of it. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was a great morning. Yeah. Once again, the times. family aspect of it, right? Like it's, you know. We're, we're very communal. I mean, yeah. we were open uh, throughout the construction. If anyone poked their head in, we'd give them the nickel tour of construction. Uh, just like we did seven, eight years ago at the original brewery. Uh, this brewery exists not only because of our staff, but because of Flagstaff uh, and all of the visitors that come up from Phoenix, Tucson, and across Arizona, that's what's made Mother Road work up here is the people. Um, you know, we might actually transact this at the end of the day with, you know, a dollar going across the bar for a beer. But realistically, it's the community we've built in our tap rooms uh, that is, has made us a very strong company. Yeah. Well, that reminds me of that guy the other day that asked me, we had a Volkswagen uh, a Volkswagen show here at the Butler Brewery. Nice. Really fun. And this guy comes up to me during it says, this is so cool. So, is this brewery just exactly how you envisioned it? <laughs> and I was like, wow. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> also, kind of, but, but, but in some ways, it's like so much more than we could have envisioned because we really did envision creating this community space. What I didn't know at that time is how much the community would influence what was going on and how that dynamic would work can work still works you know it's cool it's it's really we were shaped by our guests and uh our consumers and i think that's a really fun thing to collaboratively yeah it's collaborative i mean we still have we have a feeling of what we want it's not like we're just oh whatever guys but (laughs) yeah but there's input that i didn't yeah, we're, we're still not doing the blueberry sour that uh, one of our guests wants. No, sorry, <laughs> that, that's still not happening. But we tried. But no, when yeah, our yeah. when our guests, you know, said, "Hey, would you guys ever do dogs?" and we hadn't thought of a dog patio originally, and it turned into being one of the favorite things over at our downtown location. Yeah, uh, and pints and pooches, which yeah. we do right. a dog show every year that benefits the Humane Society and uh, paw placement. Those are things that came out of our employees' love of animals and rescues and our guests. I mean, that was a perfect collaborative effort where we raise money every year, and it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Or maybe you guys wouldn't have thought of that, but because of 
people's people just idea here and idea here. Just like, oh, shit, we can yeah. do that. Yeah. In- an interesting kind of synergy happens yeah. there. Yeah. Well, one thing. Uh, go ahead, Oliver. Are you going to expand yeah, on I was, that? Yeah, I was going to add that when someone comes to our tap room multiple days a week, they know the people who are working behind the bar. They know the people who are running events, ultimately going to put something on. They they feel a certain level of uh, comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a dialogue. Actually, the VW show that Alyssa brought up was actually started by uh, a guest. He said, we throw this classic VW show every year. What if we do it at Mother Road uh, in this Butler parking lot? Yeah. And after a few months and working with our Butler hospitality manager, Tom, it all, it all worked out, and there are about 50 cars here. And that's just one of many instances. Yeah. Well, Kreitz, it's, I, I think it's the idea behind, um, th- through the you know, two years I've been doing this, uh, a common theme that comes up is um, the community aspect of a brewery, right? Like a pub, right? It's the neighborhood place where yep. people come on their way home, grab a beer. You're not doing shot. You're not doing Jaeger bombs. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Right. Only in the back offices. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Only God. by the printer. Yeah. Uh, but it's Carol. She keeps it in her top <laughs> desk know, drawer. Hey, I would do. I mean, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying. Yeah. No. Um, but it's it's the the idea behind like Steve McFade. I asked him about oversaturation of breweries. Right. All these breweries open up. He's like, no, I don't think it's oversaturation. He's like, I honestly think each neighborhood should have their own brewery, right? Their own brew pub yeah. for just that community place for people to, to go. And like you said, you have the I'm, – I'm not going to ever get it right. It's a conversatory. Convers- I keep wanting to say conservatory, <laughs> the conversatory, right? But just a place where you could have – bring your dog, where you could um, have a, a car show, where you can meet with your coworkers. It's, that's, you guys are personifying what a brewery should be, you know? Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And good beer too. Let, let me. I don't. Yeah, Francis. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, there is that. Thanks. That was yeah. actually that was one of the the best things about getting to build a new brewery from scratch is everything from the wastewater system to us actually having a full lab now. Uh, you know, the photospectrometers getting here. I think next month. Uh, the C box is arriving, like a, and then the QPCR. Like it's like back of the future. It's like toys. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's also. It's part of that growth that, you know, it's it's one thing to have, you know, all of the culture and all the people. But at the end of the day, that beer has to be consistently good across the board. And we're adding these extra analytics and, and machinery, basically. We've got a great tasting panel, but taste buds only go so far. And for us to be able to know that that beer is perfect before it ships... Uh, that's that's going to be huge. That's yeah. that's a big change for us, and those things are going in November, December, January, nice. to make sure that that beer is as perfect as our brew team makes it. Yeah, well, that, that's I think that's the pro, the progress of, of where you guys like from start to I don't want to say to finish, but from the start to where you're at at this point, right? Is like yes, you can buy this brewery for the very low price of thirty nine ninety five. Is that the finish? But, no, we're having too much fun and growing right now. Yeah, too much fun. Well, and one thing that that always hit over the last couple of years um, when when I did that first episode with you guys, you and it was even on your glasses. I don't know if you have. Uh, yeah, right there, finding joy in the adventure. That's something from the time from me converting this to a, from a hobby to a career is one of the key points to it as I, I got to a point where I realized like success is it's, it's all internal, right? It's all whatever you feel success is, but it's not a destination, right? Yeah. It is a journey. <laughs> like it's, it's that you have to enjoy the process to, to really, I think do, do well. Right. And all that stuff comes with it. The, the, you know, beers that you have to pour down the drain to the, the great, like, sales figures and all that stuff it's finding joy in the in the adventure yeah that's yeah. a that's a big mental shift when you realize that like oh yeah. wait i'm not gonna get to the finish line one day and everybody goes good job you did it now you're everything's done right i yeah. mean i guess when you die but <laughs> but you're you, done. meanwhile you're done. Yeah, yeah. well yeah. there there is no there there yeah. um it's it's just you just keep rolling and going yeah so let me ask you guys this you guys all i would like to get all your input so from the time you guys opened, because I, I, 
I credit you guys for spawning my love of craft beer, right? So my in-laws wow, lived up you. here. Yeah. When I live, my in-laws lived up here, we would go to um, Beaver Street and play pool. Mm-hmm. And the Railhead Red was like the first time I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Beer can be good. Like, what? <laughs> I drink Genesee and Natty Light in Ohio. <laughs> Nothing's <laughs> wrong with Genesee. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still drink it. Yeah. <laughs> certain, certain situations, any beer is good, right? Yeah. yeah. But, ah, man, I, I, don't, I don't think I have a weak stomach for it. I think it just smells like, oh. So that was my first, like, oh, shit, beer can be really good. And then when you guys open up your location, I remember telling my father-in-law, I'm pretty sure I have the first picture on Yelp of your guys' location. Oh, wow. I don't know wow. if you guys remember the review I did on there, but uh, it was more comedy than, like, you know, the Yelp elite of, the, of today. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but when I tasted the, the Lost Highway, I'm like, oh, shit, this is, this is the one, right? So I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, yeah. So in the time you guys opened, so what, 2011, right? Right. So – where what have you seen happen with Arizona beer since then? Like what, where do you feel it's going? Like what what are your thoughts on the beer scene here? Oh my goodness! Oh boy, yeah. and there's crickets chirping. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know everybody has their own opinions and their own thoughts on that, but um, it certainly has exploded. Yeah, I mean, I'll uh, yeah, because we were what the 19th brewery, and now there's about 105 or so. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Whew. Uh, you know, I think you guys were number nineteen. I think we were Dang. the nineteenth, okay. if I recall. We weren't. We were, so think of that in that short period of time. Yeah. I mean, holy moly! It's crazy. So I guess uh, one thing I'm excited about, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna plug Campbell and the Guild's technical committee a bit. I'm excited that a lot of the Arizona brewers are coming together and learning more and getting best practices and and doing those things to make Arizona beer really great to make it on par with you know Cali, Oregon. You know, pick your favorite state, Washington, whatever it is. I, yeah. I want Arizona beer to be to be top in the nation. Uh, unfortunately, one of the things that's happened, though, with so many breweries coming out is you've got a lot of folks getting into the business that are thinking they're going to strike it rich or something, not realizing that it's really strenuous work. Yeah. It's a lot of science to, you know, you get the art on that first beer to get the recipe down, then science every other time to reproduce. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's tough work. Uh, and so one of the, the flip side of the technical committee would be that there is some beer out there that's, that's not great right now. And I'm hoping that as Arizona's brewing community matures, people keep working towards, you know, higher and higher quality, keep going to seminars, keep doing those things. That, in that in the brewing it, community you're talking about? In the brewing community, yeah. Because yeah. I was going to say in the um, craft beer community of people drinking beer, everybody continues to get more and more educated as far yeah. as, you know, getting a, a palate where they go, wait a minute, this this actually doesn't taste good. It doesn't matter how much I paid for it. I don't actually like it, mm. you know? And, and, and what I think, are you saying? That is a positive or a negative? Like, uh, um, I think it's positive for people to become more and more educated okay. about beer because yeah. I really like quality beer. And, okay. um yeah. I to be educated the, enough. To be Sorry. educated enough to go, hey, mm, there's okay. something weird in this. I don't like it. You yeah, know, like, yeah. no, I'm not going to drink that because okay. there's so much good beer out there yeah. right now. I mean, it's a cool time in the United States to be a craft beer drinker. We have so many breweries. Um, and, and so there's no real reason to be drinking bad beer. Yeah. And the, yeah, my, there's so much to learn about beer. Might as well keep on enjoying it. So what a fun hobby, you know? Right? To- yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the, the board was giving me crap because we were out, out and about and I, I got a pint of something that got about arm's length away and I could just smell the diastol coming off of it. And I took a couple sips just to taste it. And then I left it on the table. I'm like, I'm not drinking. And they're like, they were just messing with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and not, I mean, not in a snotty way. Like, beer is beer. Seriously, just drink what you want to drink. Like, I really don't care. Or don't drink beer. But, I don't, right. Either that's fine, too. Whatever. <laughs> right, right. But. I have so much. There's so much good beer in our lives. Yeah. Why would I? why would I take a pint and drink it if I don't like it? Yeah. And I think that's the cool thing that Alyssa was bringing up is as people get more and more educated, you know, they're getting it's, – it's forcing – brewers to become better and better so i think it's it's really a good thing i mean we want to be good as brewers but also having our favorite guests and accounts out there driving us to be better uh it's a win-win for everyone that that loves to drink beer yeah absolutely Francis, I know you're going to say something. Yeah. He pulled the mic. He pulled the mic yeah, away I, from Oliver to like. Yeah, 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 I got no, this. I, I, you know, and I agree with everything that Michael and Alyssa are saying. Um, 
the I think my favorite thing about Arizona craft beers is the community. Um, we have a lot of amazing breweries, a lot of amazing brewers uh, in this state, and the more that we reach out to each other, the more that we communicate about this style or that or this process or that, um, the better the Arizona craft beer scene or whatever you want to call it sure. um, will get. And, and I think uh, we have enough talent in this state that, um, you know, eventually we're just going to become unstoppable. I think so, so too. Uh, yeah. It, it's a, it's a great community to be a part of. Yeah. Um, and I count myself lucky to be a part of it. So. Yeah. And you're experimenting over there, like I said, with the mustache and the cauldron. Yeah. There. So Oliver, what are your, what are your thoughts? Done, I know you're done. done. <laughs> it's a lot of great craft beer in, in Arizona. Yeah. And I myself am a little bit new to craft beer in the sense that I did turn 21 only two years and some change ago. Yeah. I know. Always has okay, Ollie, say, did but... you go clean up your room? <laughs> <laughs> My office is pretty clean. <laughs> um, but with all the growth, you know, Mother Road started and there were 19 breweries. Yeah. Now there's just around 100. Yeah. I still think that there is a lot more room for growth. And yeah. That is what we intend to do here. So. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot more potential. Yeah, That's I my think... goal too. Is I want to I want to help Arizona become a craft beer destination, right? A place where because yeah. like you said, we've got the talent, we've got the breweries like you guys that are just making phenomenal beers. And I mean, just in the last five years, I mean, if you think a lot about a lot of the like the Ren houses and Tombstones, though, those places are are new. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think we've gotten to the point in beer culture where no matter where you're traveling, uh, the majority of the people I know and the majority of people that I've talked to uh, even plan their vacations around oh, breweries yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that's kind of crazy. Sure. You know, uh, we've got the grand Canyon, we've got uh meteor crater and all these amazing hiking and, uh, outdoors activities. But I, I've met a lot of people who strictly travel to Flagstaff, Phoenix, Tucson, and everywhere in between just, for breweries so know, they're already starting a, that you know people that yeah, are oh, yeah, yeah that's I mean, awesome it, it yeah. could be a day trip or it could be you know a one night trip but yeah there's a lot of people out there that are doing brewery tourism basically and and i think the way that the arizona craft beer is, uh community is going uh, there's no reason to increase that um that draw yeah well and even our city our uh, mayor and city council have backed uh the seven i'll, I'll say the eight breweries asterisk yeah. i'm on trail crest you're yeah. so close <laughs> yeah. uh, but the eight breweries came together and did craft beer flg uh, com, which is a, a website and so we have a free beer tour and if you visit all of the breweries and get a stamp from each brewery or a sticker uh, you go to the convention and visitors bureau and you claim a specialized uh craft beer city Flagstaff uh, pint glass. Oh, nice! And it's really cool to see that that private public partnership with our city and and really making beer tourism part of our DNA up here to get people to visit all of our our fellow brewers here in Flag. Yeah, for community, you've got Flag Eight, which we do every year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, the Flag Eight collaboration. Um, basically, every brewery in town gets together, and we develop a recipe and brew something for Arizona craft beer week every year. So yeah. uh, that just shows the community involvement, it, at least in this town. Yeah. Um, I like the way we get along in this town. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. You can walk into anyone's brew house in town and, and borrow anything just as they can walk into ours. I think it's, it's really a cool community up here. As long as you put on safety glasses. Right. <laughs> is that a key? Is that a key for him? And well, closed-toed shoes. Yeah. Uh, oh, closed-toed yeah. shoes and safety glasses. Yeah, you know, it. something else that's happened in the last few years in Arizona that I am really happy about is that the women in beer in Arizona have been coming together more. Yeah. Um, I was there for the first collaborative women in beer, um, boy, women's brew. I don't, I don't remember. Was that the one at Lumberyard? It was at Huss, actually. Oh, gotcha. The first okay. one that we did. Yeah. And he... he 
this is still a really male dominated industry. And a lot of us were like, wow, this is the first time I'm in a room with this many females in the beer yeah. industry. And frankly, it was intimidating a little bit for a lot of us. So just going, Oh, what is, you know, what is this going to be like? And then you go, Oh, geez, it's beer people. Cool. I'm good. I yeah, like beer yeah. too. All right. <laughs> yeah. We can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we've had, you know, some, I think we've had hard topics of conversation come up in the beer world as far as equality, as far as sexual assault and, and harassment. And I think we're still working through all those topics, but I'm really glad to see Arizona starting to have these conversations. And I'm really glad to see the men and women of Arizona coming together and um, trying to look at ways that we can make this an industry with a little more equality, a little more, um, what, no open boundaries. respect? No boundaries. Respect, yeah. yeah. Just seeing yeah. each other as people who Everybody's can everybody and get your stuff done. Yeah. 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 And part of that's been uh, all of our crew, whether you're on the, the brew team or, or the hospitality, everyone now goes through the Safer Bars training, which is an Arizona-sponsored uh, state of Arizona through Health and Human Services, I think. Northland Family Health Center okay. in, in Flagstaff specifically. Uh, the state views sexual violence actually as a public health crisis. So a portion of our taxes goes to funding programs like these. Wow. And yeah. uh, they, I find it very helpful and extensive. And you can know what, which bars have been safer bar certified by looking at their, their door frame if they do have a certificate. Um, Interesting. And, and so that, that safer too. bars training, is that, Oliver, is that available throughout Arizona? I think it is, isn't that it? That is. It is. Yeah. So just a more awareness from the staff to kind of identify so what situations. Are, what it is is turning, uh, turning our staff from passive bystanders into active bystanders uh, and being able to intervene if we see a situation going down that's not good for our guests or fellow staff members or, or whatever. Because let's, let's face it, we deal in alcohol and sometimes... Believe it or not, people can get a little stupid if they have too much alcohol. I've never seen it before, but never. I've heard. I'm sure we've yeah. never had to leave our car and take a lift home. But, um, <laughs> it's it's one of those things that's very important that, that we're on those front lines, uh, yeah. especially in a college town here, um, to be able to, to assist our guests if, if we need to and yeah. uh, get them out of a situation and help them get home safely. And that's... That's a cool thing. And the reason we've trained both staffs is because we have such an open brew house, as you can see in here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our brewers are here very late with the taproom staff as well. So it's it's nice to have that coverage and that backup from, from both of our teams. Yeah. Well, like I think you, the way you said it, too, more from a passive to uh, an active role in that of like looking out for certain things. Like that's, that's a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is your place of work. Yeah. You should feel empowered and know that you have your manager's back, your founder's back if you perceive a situation to be dangerous for someone or or just uncomfortable. Yeah. For yeah. someone else. This is your home, your space. Or for and, yourself. Yeah. And for yeah. yourself too. That's right. a very that's a very uh, <laughs> good point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a craft brewery. Uh we want to be respectful and enjoy our beer here. That's that's why people come here is it's a safe space where you can discuss things and hang out and feel good. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think it's things like that are, that are that are putting Arizona on the forefront, right? Like we might not have the numbers of Portland or Denver or any, but I mean they they've been doing that. That's like saying, oh, dude, LeBron James would kill your twelve year old in one on one game. Well, yeah, no shit, dude. He's been <laughs> yeah. playing a lot longer, right? But it's um, we we're I, I think it's cool to see, and I know you guys have done collaborations and, and you have partnerships with. Uh, coffee places and food places and i feel like all that stuff is coming up together in arizona you know like the craft coffee scene and the food scene and all that and it's um it's a great community really is yeah well i think would anyone like a a refill here (laughs) i think so let's well you know let's wrap up i think we kind of covered everything um one last question for you guys like what's do you have any i mean this is kind of jumping the gun right you just you're getting things rolling with this but do you see anything what's next oh more beer more <laughs> beer yeah no the nice thing is is right now as we stand we can do up to 15,000 barrels here at the okay. butler brewery so we've got a little spare capacity right now um, but we're starting to get worried again, so there's always more. Uh, <laughs> we've been looking at places to put in a, a motor court, which is our concept of a nano brewery backed by the main brewery with a food partner, very similar to what we did with Pizza Coletta over at our downtown brewery. Okay. Yeah. 
um, bringing some very skilled expertise of, of chefs and food to pair with beer. Uh, so we've been looking at those projects right now. Um, I don't know. We're looking at all sorts of fun things. There's projects in Phoenix. There's projects at the airport. There's there's lots of good good stuff out there that we're working on right now. Nice, nice. I'm excited. I'm excited to. We'll, we'll do this again, episode 200. Oh, right? good. <laughs> Let's not wait that long. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Cool. We'll do every five. Every five episodes is Mother Road. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yo, people will be so tired of us. It won't even be funny. Nah, that's all right. This is all about me. It's not about them. Nah. So, so, so what are you going to do in the next hundred? Ah, man. So so I quit my job uh, six months ago, right? Quit my full-time job six months ago to hit this full-time. So if you look at it from a podcast perspective, I've been doing it for two years. But as from hobby to like career, six months. So my goal is to help Arizona become a craft beer destination. So oh, I love it. Yeah, I want to get, I want to kind of be that one platform for all Arizona beer news, beer releases, content, all that kind of stuff. So um, I've dabbled a little bit in video, helping having some people help me with video stuff, and um, I just end up buying a gimbal. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do this shit myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I want to I want to be the Arizona craft beer guy. I want to show everybody else what we have to offer. So fantastic. That's the goal. It. It's a tough. It's a tough gig. It is. <laughs> My wife, uh, one of her coworkers, was like, "How did Eric convince you to quit his job to drink beer for a living?" She's like, "He's good. He's good at it." So yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm at. It's no different than becoming a brewer. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. You, you guys. There's more. I actually sometimes wish that I was was a brewer because you do the active side of things. My activity level has dropped dramatically. <laughs> yeah, you have to start running these from like a treadmill or something. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. All the interviews are on treadmills. Right. <laughs> yeah, that Seems would be like a little bit more complex setup. That though. would be. Yeah, I'll figure it out. You have, you have to earn your beer with the calorie count. You have to. You have to run. You know, a couple yeah. hundred calories off before you yeah. get a beer. That's it. I like it. That's I'm putting that in my notes. Sounds That's painful. Next. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much. Thank you so much for everything you guys are doing for Arizona Beer. Thank you for being number one and number 100. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Thank Thank you. Cheers. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show, supporting the show, being awesome, supporting Arizona Beer. We've got some awesome things going on here in the state. And kind of funny, this is episode number 100. Been doing it for about two years, but this is just the beginning. So we're going to really really help everybody across the country understand what the hell is going on in Arizona and we have some badass things going on in Arizona and in Arizona beer so let's get some exposure for these breweries and the way you can help with this show is by going to iTunes giving a rating review more ratings and reviews the show has the higher it's going to rank in the ranking so take a couple minutes Hopefully it's a good review. Uh, Go to iTunes rating review on the show. would be super awesome. Also, there's a tap that AZ Patreon page. If you want to be more involved with this, get some cool swag, behind the scenes, access to some some things. I'm going to start uh, doing some behind the scenes videos for these breweries. Get early access to interviews, some cool swag, all that kind of stuff in return for some some financial support um, that is that is needed to operate this podcast then check out the patreon page at patreon.com forward slash tap that az podcast so thank you guys so much for the support over the last couple of years and we're going to keep this train rolling we're going to do some really cool stuff coming up here in the next uh, several months to a year and always remember stay awesome
Billy Keys on the keyboard. 